0: Welcome to the What The Beep Am I Doing Here podcast where we talk about all the juicy topics to help you figure that out. You are here to do more than just tick society's boxes. Tune in. You are not alone. Let's figure this crazy life out together. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. It is a very important episode, so please make sure you listen to this all the way to the end. I am Rosie, your host, and forever grateful, as always, that you chose to spend this time with me today. I have a very, very, very special, beautiful guest on our show today. Her name is Trinity Piao. She is a mother of two. She is a very successful business owner in the direct sales industry. And she is a proud Dharawal woman. I invited Trin onto the show because we're going to be talking about Indigenous culture, diversity, equality, particularly in relation to Australia Day because it's a topic that's very important and Trin is very, very passionate about this. She's a huge advocate for it. I love learning of her. I love seeing her posts and I love trying to understand more about what is actually going on because as someone that it doesn't come from an Indigenous background, I have no idea. And I think unless we open ourselves up to learning from the Indigenous people and their culture and actually listening to them, then we're not going to be able to change anything. We're not going to be able to move forward. So Trin, Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks so much for having me, Rosie. We'll start with question number one. (laughs) I'd love for you to share with everyone what it was like for you growing up with your culture and what were the biggest social things that you noticed that didn't include Indigenous culture from your early years? Um, So
1: first of all, my early years, I wasn't aware that I was actually... Um, had Aboriginal heritage in our bloodline so for me from 20 years old um, just realising that our grandmother was in the stolen generation and even learning about that now I'm so proud but looking back even at school one thing I I think first and foremost the first thing I realised straight away was the education system being in high school and not knowing about the true Aboriginal history Mm-hmm. Um, and learning about that because you know, our history in, in school, all we learned about was James Cook, really. Yeah, um, I learned anything about the Aboriginal people. Yeah, that's one thing that really stood out for me and still does. Stand yeah,
0: out for me. totally, totally. So, just to like go back on the major bombshell that would have gone off for you and your family, like finding out. In your 20s after you'd been through you know the beginning of your life not knowing you had aboriginal bloodline and then finding out your grandmother is part of the stolen generation not just like and i mean look not i'm not discounting anyone that has aboriginal bloodline here but to specifically find out that your bloodline is part of the stolen generation like oh my God, like what was that like for you, for your family and then like coming through that?
1: Wow. Even just I guess when I first found out, I was just like, everything just started making sense to me because I was like, you know, I was working with Qantas, I was in the Indigenous Careers team, I was doing the Jarwins of working with Aboriginal kids and the youth, like I was always Wow, so you're
0: already there. Like it was already drawing. Yeah, wow, that's incredible.
1: So I was already drawn to community. And um, Aborig- it's something about um, the Aboriginal culture and the Aboriginal people that re- I, it just felt like home to me. So when all that happened, I was like, wow, this is this is my it identity. It all made sense, yeah.
0: Mm. And what was it like learning about you know your your grandmother and what she went through? And all well, of- I'd love to read
1: you like a one quick message, like a, her little background, so you can have an understanding. Oh, yeah,
0: of- I'd love that. You know? I'd love that. Um,
1: so, I've written it down because my auntie sent it to me because she learned this from with the Aboriginal elders of Dharawal and she said, um, so our great-great-grandmother, was Darawul and was born in Campbelltown. She married an Englishman and they moved to Buckingbong Station at Narandera. They had three children, two boys and a girl. My great-great-grandmother, when Sarah was young and pale-skinned, they took her from her parents. Sarah was a stolen generation. They took her to Wannering Station outside of Burke. Wannering is now a small town. Her brothers stayed in Buckingbong and are buried there. When Sarah was young, she had her had my great grandmother. Sarah was an unmarried mother to my grandmother, Jessie Robinson, several other last names. My great grandmother grew up there and eventually married a stockman. They had two children and she was heavily pregnant with a third when her husband was killed. When the baby was born, they were all going to take all the children. So our great grandmother ran away on foot with her children. Nan, so Nan, our great grandmother is his 11 children, my grandmother being the youngest, they were never told they were Aboriginal and had to move frequently in the middle of the night. We now know she was still running and hiding her children and grandchildren. So my grandmother is Jill Connell, um, known as Stone, and she didn't know that her mother was Indigenous until they investigated it just before she passed away.
0: Wow. I've got, like, so cold shivers.
1: Yeah, I've got shivers and tears in my eyes like the whole time. Just they running, know, so, just
0: trying and to stay together.
1: As, yeah. It was just like, if he, it's, oh. it, it kind of reminded me of the rabbit proof fence, that movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just interesting. Like, I know you very, like, quite well. And just even thinking about the heritage that you've come from, and I know the fierceness in you and, like, the warrior in you and how you're so driven to protect your own children and stand up for what's right. And I'm just like, hearing that, it doesn't surprise me like the bloodline that that you have come from and and how that is part of who you are now. And it's just, oh, finding that out must, I think that like I could probably, I mean, I don't know if it's the right comparison, but like it would be like getting to your 20s and then someone saying to you, oh, well, actually you have a brother or a sister or actually like I'm not your mother, This like just Mm. like that kind of like a shell shock kind of thing. His whole life you thought Yeah, you were someone else. else. Yeah, totally, totally. Guys, just quickly, if you want to know what the beep I am doing here, check out My Purpose at www.rosienerney.com and get your free Find Your Values e-course today. It's awesome. You're going to love it. Talking about what I really, really wanted to talk about today, I guess it'll be a bit different for you being that you didn't grow up knowing what your heritage was, but in relation to Australia Day, how does it impact you now? And, I mean, did it impact you when you were growing up or did you notice anything like in relation to your family or anything like that? But how does it impact you now knowing that the date of Australia Day is the date that marks, you know, basically Aboriginals being slaughtered and the country being taken from them?
1: Uh, even looking back at that day I think even growing up I was always told or the community I grew up around I just remembered it as invasion day or survival day for the aboriginal people no yeah, wow. it was never a celebration for me it was more like an acknowledgement um to you know those past um that had to go through all that and like until this day we are still fighting to be here but I guess January 26 really resembles a lot of things to a lot of Aboriginal people, but more so um, it's all about colonisation. It's about losing our identity, losing Mm. our culture um, Mm. and trying to find our way back as a sense of belonging. And Mm. I guess this this day is more like a traumatising day for a lot of Aboriginal people and it's being celebrated by... I say white colonisation and to us that can you're just like shoving in our faces that that day meant nothing to them. And it still
0: means nothing.
1: Exactly, because they're not taught properly the real history of Australia Day.
0: Mm, mm. I know myself, like because I grew up completely oblivious to this um, and if I'm like really honest, I grew up in regional New South Wales and Aboriginal people were marked as bad people. Like, they were the ones that caused the trouble. They were the ones that were drinking. Like, it, they were spoken really negatively about. And so, I kind of – I that was my surrounding. So, I adapted that. And, you know, racism is taught. It's not – you're not born with it. And it wasn't until I kind of, like, left home and um, as I got older, probably, to be honest, really only in maybe the last five years, that as – I mean, as my as anyone's self-awareness grows, like – you start questioning everything. And when I started looking at Australia Day, I was like, you know, this just doesn't feel right. Like, knowing what I know now, knowing about the history, having friends that are Aboriginal, like, this just doesn't feel right. So, the more that I investigated, and one of my two stepsons from my first marriage, they are Aboriginal and their mum's Aboriginal, and I like love them. And I sent her a message. Oh, when it was Australia Day a couple of years ago and I was just like, I'm just, I just wanted to message you to say I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that that what happened today happened in the first place and that you guys have to like wake up today and see the the media, the shops, like everything just saying, yay, Australia Day, yay, Australia and knowing the the real history of what happened and no one... Like no one being brave enough to go actually... I mean, look, I say no one. There are people stepping up now, but no one in like on a government platform saying, actually, we made a mistake. This is the wrong date. It needs to be changed. So, there's a fair bit of controversy around well, I guess it creates divide. Like some people are like, oh, you know, just get over it. Like, does it even really matter? It was like having me a hundred years ago or 200, I, have, I don't know, you know, I'm not good at that stuff, but you know, having me a hundred years ago now and you know, we just need to move on and you know, Aboriginal people just need to get over it and blah, blah, blah. And then Aboriginal people will say, you guys, that was the day our country was taken from us, our land, our homes. Like, do you seriously get what that like come on and they're like oh but it wasn't you it didn't happen to you you know and it, and it does it creates that divide although like I am finding year after year more people are waking up to it so what would you say to people that are I'll oh, just get over it and over you know it. be calm <laughs> yeah yeah the
1: first, when you hear that you just see they're not educated, Mm. they have no idea and they're just going by how they've been programmed their whole life. Mm. Um, Like you said, it's taught. Um, You're not born with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, when I started learning about inner work, have people ever, like for my, you know, reaction is like, have you ever learnt about generational trauma? Mm. Um, and that could be something that could have come from my great-grandmother that, that was born to me naturally. Like I, I'm holding on to things that she went through, but I don't even know about that because they say it can be passed through four generations. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it, like when you're trying to heal other parts, you're actually trying to heal the trauma that comes mm.
0: with
1: the past as well.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: And, you know, and and for people that don't understand that, then you obviously you're kind of a bit blinded by the smoke screens or whatever you're trying to, I don't know. But for me, if you're triggered and angry, then there's obviously something within you you need to deal with yourself. Mm, mm.
0: And how would you, what advice would you give to people that are like maybe just being open to the idea and they're like, okay, I see the point. I, I should probably look at this a bit more. What would you recommend them do?
1: grab a book, (laughs) you know, stop coming to like any Aboriginal platform or Aboriginal person. Like, what can I do? I really want to help. It's like, do you know the history? Why don't you grab a book written by an Aboriginal author first and Mm. foremost, And start learning about the true history of Australia. Mm. Um, And then to us, it's like you've gone out of your own by yourself. You've taken responsibility and you've taken action to learn yourself without coming to us for the answers. Um, And I think that for me, you're empowering yourself by yourself. But then that's something that, okay, you've had that understanding. Now it's something we can work together. Like at the end of the day, all we want to do is work side by side and have that equality Mm. and be included. We want to be included. But the
0: recognition as well. Like oh. the rec- the recognition of what's happened and the – it was wrong. Mm. Like it was wrong and we're going to do something about it. Like not even just in this situation but any situation where someone has really, really, really done the wrong thing. and. Exactly that they take responsibility. It is. It's taking that responsibility and it's not shaming the victim. Oh, my God. Don't get me started on victim shaming. Victim shaming, particularly in this country, the culture. No, it's not even just this country, overseas as well. Like the victims that go through trauma of multiple different kinds, the amount of shaming, blaming, abuse that they cop because no one, because the perpetrators – don't want to take responsibility and it's too uncomfortable for the people in the community to accept the fact that the perpetrator did the wrong thing being the Australian government we don't want to accept that so we're just going to shame blame victimize and turn the aboriginal people into bad people so that we can justify Our position. Oh, cringeworthy. It makes me want to vomit.
1: Think of um, the effects it's having on the youth. You've got kids younger than eight committing suicide. You've got the highest rate of Indigenous youth in juvenile,
0: Mm. uh,
1: deaths in custody. It's just never-ending.
0: Yeah. Like, unless people... Are going to actively do something it's not going to change so like wouldn't it be amazing one year if everyone bought out all their australia day stuff and none of it sold exactly and and, well, and that day
1: to aboriginal businesses or you know yeah yeah the
0: absolutely and that and that business owners had aboriginal flags up in their windows and they made a point to showcase aboriginal culture on that day like if the government's not going to do it then the people can step up and do it they can be the voice Generally, the government will be the last ones to come and do it anyway. Yeah, but yeah just the people taking a stand and doing something like that struggling to figure out your purpose i've been there and lucky for you i'm a bit of a pro at helping people find theirs check out the work with me tab on my website www.rosienerney.com and click on find my why i'd love to connect and help you bring your why into the light i know your kids are a little bit little to fully understand it but what are you teaching them about Australia Day what do you plan on teaching them about it
1: the truth and you know to learn about their great-grandmother's you know her story so they can carry that with them with pride Mm. and acknowledge her and to know that they wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her and and for them that's massive. And we go to like NADOC week. We go to the NADOC celebration. So so even now they're they're aware of their surroundings, and and it's what we surround them with, and what we bring them up in culture around more Aboriginal communities and stuff. So they have that sense of belonging. And they know that's part of their identity and being mm. proud of it, and not tied away and being shamed to say that they're Aboriginal. and They should be such so, so proud to be part of a culture that is the oldest living culture in the world.
0: Absolutely. So, how do you think Australia Day should change?
1: It should change in a way that we're not fighting against the system we shouldn't be thinking that the government's going to save us i think it should change as a way as it, as we're all uniting together as one and and directing it back to the truth to our history as aboriginal people and 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 letting that de- day belong to us mm-hmm. and not the celebration of australia day because that should just be scrapped
0: well it's Sunday. not even it's not even celebrating australia it's like you said at the beginning it's celebrating colonization <laughs>
1: Colonisation. That's, that's, that's what, what the... Remember.
0: Yeah, that's what the history behind that date is. Mm. It's about invasion. Yeah. It's about it, taking a country from its original owners. Like,
1: and it, yeah, and even like how there's around all of Australia, there's unmarked graves everywhere of Aboriginal um, cemetery sites that you don't even know mm. but when we're not even aware of because they were never acknowledged. They were just slaughtered off like they were nothing. They were nothing. Mm. And I guess it's even now, it's even more heartbreaking. Even my, well, my dad's side, we have Fijian blood and my grandparents actually adopted two Aboriginal girls from birth. But for them to even get their passports, they had to actually get their Australian citizenship. So we're, they're not even recognised as wow. citizens. And we're still fighting that until this day.
0: Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. wow.
1: There's just, online. there's
0: so much that's wrong with it and I'm just, I'm, I'm so grateful to have this conversation with you, but for anyone that's listening, that's thinking, you know, I need to know more, I need to investigate more, all that kind of stuff, do what Trin has said, like get a book. I think it's taking a stand within your own home first, within your own family and then if you're a parent, like going to the school and saying, you know, actually we need more education for my kids on Aboriginal culture. I want to see the truth. Like, tell me about what you do for equality. Tell me what you do to educate the kids. Tell me what you do so that they're understanding the history of, of the country that they live in. So, I think when a problem is so big, and this is a massive, massive problem, a lot of people can sit in the space of, well, I don't know what to do. It's just so big. Like, what can I do? Like, if you're a business owner... Seriously, take Australian flags down on Australia Day and put up Aboriginal flags. Totally agree. Like that? Can you can you just like honestly? If I, I think about businesses as a collective doing something like that, imagine the statement. Like the statement that that would make. I I even as an aboriginal, like not I, I'm not Aboriginal, but I can imagine as an Aboriginal person like walking into a town on Australia Day and just seeing everyone in support like with aboriginal flags everywhere like it would just bring up so many emotions to just be like oh my god they see us they see us they see us. It's not, you know, the government might not see us, but the people do. So if you're not checking society's boxes, what does life look like? Well, I'm glad you asked. Come find me on Instagram at Rosie Nerney. And if you're loving the podcast content, please share this podcast and tag me in your stories so I can come and say hi. So if you could leave the people listening with one little nugget or bit of advice or you know, whatever you think would help them in relation to just, I don't know, more awareness or how to move forward if they want to take more of a stand for this, what would you say to them?
1: Um, Be more involved in your community. I think that's really massive within your town. But also um, when you first look at a person and you think they're not Aboriginal, just be careful of your words because Mm -hmm. I'm third generation and, you know, you might see a blue-eyed, blonde-haired, white whatever, but you have to have an understanding of the stolen generation and understand that they were trying to wipe out wipe out the Aboriginal people and, and make it more of a white um, colonisation. So we just need to understand around that also and have a more understanding and more respect on that level um, and just know that we are here, there are some of us out there that really want to make this change and work together with people, but just understand that don't put us all in one box because we all have different experiences. We all come from different backgrounds, but just working together and in unity and always having an open mind and an open heart to learn and to listen to our stories.
0: I love that. So powerful. Trin, people are going to want to know where to find you. So what's your best social media hangout place?
1: Mostly on Instagram. So trinity underscore jean. Um, and you'll find me on there because I do post a lot of stuff. But please reach out. I'd love to connect if you have any
0: questions. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about this. I know that like when I message you and ask you about it, I know it's an emotional topic and I know that it would stir up a lot in you. I can't, oh, look, I can imagine in relation to different circumstances that I've had in my life, but living it and seeing it on a community basis and having the government just You know, behave the way they do I really, really feel for you guys With the, like the heartache that comes with that And I'm so sorry that my ancestors Contributed to this Because they did uh, In some way or another And I hope to be Part of the generation that changes that So thank you for being here Thank you And everyone, Trinity Underscore Jean J-E-A-N on Instagram go follow her support her say hi and do what you can to be the voice that guides people back to the truth because that is what is the most important thing with this topic. So, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being open. Uh, I know it can be a bit heavy, but it's a really, really important topic. So, take care and I'll catch you on the next episode of the podcast. So, guys, shameless plug here because I would love, love, love you to help me help others figure out what the beep they are doing here. Please rate this podcast with five stars. Wherever you're listening, thank you so much in advance. I am so grateful for your support.